Welcome back to the Attagirl Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Solo. I am here with the most spectacular lady in the whole wide world, <laughs> Brittany. Motherfucker. What's up? We do, I, sh- I feel like it should be like, it's a me, Brittany. We just recorded Mario trivia, so now all I can do is talk like Super Mario. I know. So with my mustache, I'm like, it's a me, Brittany. <laughs> it's a me, Luigi. Sorry. We have fun news about the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast, by the way. It is still being recommended on Apple's front page for kids and family road trip listens. So we're excited about that. Yes. Little win over here. It's so funny when like we go places and people are like, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, oh, I own this like women's networking group and I am the host of the number one children's show on Apple. (laughs) (laughs) It's a kid's trivia show. (laughs) You probably don't know it, but it's. (laughs) No, you've been doing really good. Killing it. So we actually have a super fun guest in the studio today. One of Um, our very, very best friends. One of our very best friends. Brittany actually married Sam and her wife, Erin. And we have Sam Rayleigh with us today. How are you, Sam? I'm so good. How are you guys? We're so good. I'm so glad you're here. Sam is an Attagirl big sister. Mm -hmm. So we were like, we're going to be bringing some sisters on to feature them because they're just an amazing group of women. But we asked today and Sam was like, yeah, I'll come on the show. So we're excited that she's here. We're doing a show with one of our Girl big sisters. We're going to talk a little bit about how that's been going. We're going to talk about this upcoming retreat we have coming up and uh, exciting stuff happening here in the Girl world. So Sam, how are you? I'm really good. It's been kind of a crazy last couple of months, but yeah, everything's starting to kind of come together and it's good. So Sam owns Samantha's closet in Mm -hmm. Owensboro, Kentucky, but also online. Yes. So like there are two ways to go gangbusters on Sam's products. She isn't, it's an amazing plus size boutique. If you have not checked it out, hundred percent check it out. She also has a giant Facebook group on Facebook where she's always posting so many pictures of her in the clothes. Like honestly, you guys, you'll be broke is what I'm saying. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're about to be broke. Maybe yeah. just don't tell your partner about any of this stuff. But like, no, Sam's closet is amazing. Her clothes are so cool. Sam, tell us a little bit about your business. How long have you owned it? When did you open it? Tell us a little bit about that. I opened in the end of October of last year. So I'm coming up on my one year mark now. How has it only been one year? I don't know how it's already been a year. So I don't know. Really? <laughs> yes. I feel like it's really flown by. Like it's been, it's yeah. been kind of nuts, but it's I can't, been awesome. I feel like it's been open for longer than a year. Me too. But, but actually that just speaks to your ability to like yeah. build brand longevity. Like, honestly, I thought you were open much longer, which is a really good thing. Right. Because it, yeah, yeah, you guys are going brain, gangbusters. You've just always been there. I mean, I feel like it's what I was supposed to do anyway. I've I was always supposed to do this. So, I mean, definitely feel like I'm, I'm home for sure. Even like here in my shop, as you can see in my background, my little butt painting. So cute. (laughs) So Sam, you guys are, people can buy from you online. They can actually stop at your storefront in Kentucky that you've had for a year. How did you get into clothing in a retail space? Like, it's just like, it's a lot, like you've done a lot in the past year. So how did you get into this? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been a lot that's gone into this last year. I've always, 
I've always wanted to do this. I've always loved fashion. I've been plus size my entire life and, you know, always struggled with finding clothes and things that fit that didn't look like my grandmother would wear them, except for my grandmother actually has really good taste. And I steal from her closet all the time. (laughs) Other people's grandmothers don't, don't wear them. You know, just, I've just always loved clothes. I love getting dressed up. I love feeling cute and playing with different styles and like finding what looks good on my body. And I've always been that way. And then I've always also been the friend who takes my friends shopping. If somebody needs an outfit, even like middle school, high school, they would come to me and be like, I need help. Please, God help me. And I would take them shopping and find, you know, find something that they would have never put on their own body. So that's just always been kind of my thing. And then a couple of years ago, I'm like, why don't I actually, it's probably been like three or four now. Like I need to open a store. I want an exclusively plus size shop locally. And I want it to just be somewhere that you can walk in. And if you're a plus size person, you can literally buy anything you want. You can try on anything you want in the store. It's Mm -hmm. always been a goal. So I started. Yeah, because that is so hard. Like, cause I'm, I'm in plus size. And so you don't know, like, is this a 16 or is this like a, is this like an 18 or is this right. like a 14? Like, cause the sizing yeah. is so crazy. Well, even large, large is awesome. Even large stores like old Navy would bring in plus size for a second. And yeah. you'd be like, great, I can try this stuff on. And then you go back to get more and it's gone. And they're like, yeah, we just didn't want to have it in the store. It's like, well, right. you know, everyone needs access to trying jeans on. Like, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but notoriously it's terrible. So could we yeah. maybe just not have to order 18 pairs? Is that the exactly. scam? Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to order 18 pairs and then, yeah. Okay. It makes sense now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like I started planning and like just making like little goals for myself, started researching like what it meant, like how it worked to own a business, how it worked to, especially a, a boutique. And then there's not a lot of resources out there for plus size boutiques. So figuring that out at the same time, looking for vendors. I looked at vendors for like two years before I ever opened. And then like literally two days, maybe the day before the pandemic, like the, the day that like everything got shut down, our Macy's closed and they were having like a huge, they were having a huge sale. And so I ended up buying a bunch of fixtures Mm-hmm. and racks and hangers and display cases and just anything I, like anything they had mirrors like whatever right and I bought all of it at super cheap prices and just shoved them in closets at my house because I'm like I don't need this now but when am I going to get this opportunity again you know so so, so you bought all that stuff before you were like I know I'm going to open a store I don't know when yeah. but I'm going to start acquiring these things that I need yeah. so smart Yeah. It was just like, I had, you know, I had to do it slowly. And then, you know, once I realized I was opening, then I could look and see what I had and then go on and, you know, get more things on marketplace and Amazon and, you know, wherever. So, but that was kind of how it started is just like a dream and then a plan. And then here we are. I think it's really smart, Sam, because, you know, isn't the average size of a woman in the United States a size 16? Yeah. So why is it? Cause I'm a 16, like the average size. And so like, why is it so difficult for me to find a pair of jeans? You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just like a whole, once you size out of a size 14, I think it's 
very difficult to not only find clothes, definitely trying on clothes is difficult. Mm-hmm. And then even within brands, once you find brands, the sizing is constantly changing. So oh, yeah, for sure. So financially, we all know that that makes no sense, right? Like, cause financially you would think we want more money. So right. we're going to offer this. So what that tells me like inherently is the problem is they just don't want us to have the clothes. Yeah. They don't want to see us in the clothes. Yep. And it's just truly like, uh, it's just truly aesthetically what they're deciding. Mm-hmm. Like society as a whole, which is yeah. like the biggest fuck you ever. Right. Because right. I mean, we pay hand over fist for clothes anywhere. Plus size women pay. How, how much is anything anywhere? Notoriously more expensive. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And they pay it because they want the fucking cute clothes. Right. It just makes no sense to me. Yeah. It's so, the, so are you finding that this is like a gap of underserved women? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I have people even still, I've been almost, I've been open, like I said, almost a year. And even still, I will literally have people come in for the first time. They will open my door, step mm-hmm. in and go, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for existing. Thank you for being here. Like, Yeah. I mean, they definitely, they're so grateful. That's like, that's one amazing thing about my customers is they're just so thankful to have options and to have cute, stylish options. Now I want to look like old lady. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And I also have little old ladies that come in. So I do, cause I mean, we're a small town, so I have a lot, I have a ton of plus size older women and so I have to be careful too finding things that kind of fit a lot of different people, you know, like the yeah. style, um, because I have a bit, you know, I've got 13 year olds and I've got, you know, 80 year olds that come in mm-hmm. and everywhere in between. So finding things for everybody is tough. I noticed more so in the spring and summer, I had a really hard time finding things for like mature women, mm-hmm. and, you know, more conservative type items, but, but fall and winter it's about to be over like, because everybody wants a cardigan, everybody, everybody. Wants a beautiful jacket. You everybody know, wants a pair of jeans. Yeah. Like jeans. Exactly. So our time is coming. I mean, talk to you about something you've touched on a little bit here. You said I'm a small town. Can, can we talk about opening a business in a small town? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think a lot of people listening, they don't live in Chicago. They don't right. live in New York. They don't yeah. live in LA. Like most of the people live in a small, smaller town or a suburb, right? Mm -hmm. So that can be a little bit daunting and challenging when you want to open a business and stay open, right? What's been your experience with that? Have you, what's been successful for you? What are still your challenges? Can we talk about that? Yeah, for sure. So there are about 60,000 people in Owensboro. I say small town. That's not, that's pretty big. I have 3000 people in my town. (laughs) It's a small, but it's got a small town feel to it, I guess. Sure. It's like city. That's what I should say. I have a, I'm in a small city. Because okay. uh, if you come here, like whenever you all come in here, you'll see exactly what I mean. Because you, we don't have a lot of the benefits of things that are around here that you would think with a, the population size that it is. Okay. Uh, people still travel to shop here. This is not a place like we don't even have, we have a mall and I went there the other day and God help it. There are like four stores in it. I'm not kidding Mm -hmm. you. I'd be four stores. 
all of our anchor stores have closed like Macy's, Sears, Penny's, you know, all of those are all have been closed for a while. So there's like four stores here. So everybody still travels and we do have several boutiques here in town, but they are not generally size inclusive. So there are that have that do go up to three X. So there are some options, but it's definitely not, there aren't as many options, you know, for a place. And, you know, and even still, I think the difference between my store and others here are, is the style. It's just a very different feeling. You know, I mean, my walls are fuchsia and black with gold glitter and, you know, my clothes are, are fun and interesting and different. You know, I don't have a lot of beige. I don't have a lot of boho. I don't have a lot of trendy like on trend, that's just not a thing that I've really focused on. And maybe I should as a, sorry, maybe I should, you know, as a business owner, it's something I struggle with thinking about is should I be focused more on the trends? But I think that comes with growth, right? Like as yeah. you get bigger, then you have the space to dedicate to that. But yeah, right now I no, I, I would agree with you. So, I mean, that's just like I me mean, opening in a small town. I find that a lot of people still don't know about me. Like there's still so many people that come in and because I'm here, I'm the only one who works here. I see every single person who comes in the door and I'm pretty good about remembering faces. I'm not great at names. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, have you been in here or not? Like I'm, I know when you walk in, if I've seen you before. So I still have a lot of people who are like, I didn't even know you existed. And, yeah. you know, so that's one thing with like a smaller town is just kind of getting your name out there. Whereas you know, we do have like the competition of the other stores, you know, the other boutiques in town, they've been around a lot longer. Most of the ones that have been here. So I'm still new. I'm something very different for this town, like mm-hmm. a pink haired lesbian, you know, with the, right. yeah. have you found like, were there any resources available to you? Like within the town, like it, inherently in my brain, I'm like, no, I'm just using Facebook and Instagram because I'm a millennial and this is what I do. But like, it, I kind of was thinking like, wait, are there like helpful local resources that somebody can actually use that you found benefit in or no, it wasn't really just, you were on your own. Well, there's been a couple things. So our local paper has been huge for me. Okay. I've been in the local paper three times. Good. Um, hey girl. And then, and then another paper, which is a local online paper. Mm-hmm. I've been, I did join the chamber of commerce. Go so I ask about that. I was going to ask about that. Really important. So far I haven't, I'll say I haven't found benefits of it just yet. Sure. But I know that there are things that, that are coming up. Like they do a feature of the week or, you know, like a featured business every week. And I'll be doing that for my one year mark. And they do ribbon cuttings and things like that, which you do have to pay extra for. Um, what? Yeah. So I'm thinking about it. Really yeah. I didn't so know that. That is like my one year mark is doing like a big chamber cutting. So that, you know, that's something. But the papers, I was on the radio here at a local station. That was really helpful. I did get a lot of traffic from all of those. But I also signed up for a coupon book. That's a local coupon book. Sure. I haven't found that to be super helpful. Honestly. That's good information. Like, because I mean, when people are hit up for that, it's hard to know like where to spread yourself. Right. Yeah. But when you mentioned like the radio and the paper and podcast as well, like this is something Meredith and I always tell people when they're like, man, I just wish I could get my name out there. You don't understand taking the burden off of somebody creating something to have to come up with the content. We love you 
all day long. Yeah. Come yeah. on the show. Come on the radio. Come, what do you have to yes. offer? Like papers, reporters, any of that. Your local news. If Podcasters, all, that's one all of them. You they guys, all want you. Yeah. You're giving them their material so they don't have to work. Like that's right. the best part. So nobody should ever be afraid to reach out to those in any way. So I love that. Like that's been helpful to you for sure. And another thing I know you've mentioned is you're in a strip, right? Yeah. With a bunch of other women business owners. Exclusively women owned businesses. Which mm. is awesome, right? So you guys have kind of partnered together, right? Yeah. Yeah. I consider them my coworkers. So I love that. A little bit oh, that's nice. And like, we'll just go sit and like chit chat and drink your coffee in the mornings and, you know, water cooler talk, but then we just go back into our own businesses. So, but I mean, it's really cool. Everybody here is super nice, super helpful. Like if you need to brainstorm something, like you've got a built-in group of people that are like-minded and know what they're talking about. So that's been super helpful. You know, if I need to run to the gas station, someone will come over and watch my shop for me. Like just lots of really good benefits to having a group of people like this, especially women. Mm-hmm. And it's been really, really wonderful. That's been one I of my favorite that. about owning the business is, is having all the women here. So Sam, how do you like you personally handpick every item that's coming into your store and everything that you're selling on Samantha's closet, KY.com as well, right? Yes. Everything. It takes me hours to find okay. Yeah. Like one item. So how, really, how, what is that process like of sourcing? Well, without I, giving away too much, I'm sure you have some trade secrets or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, I do. But also I'm also a firm believer in there is room for everybody here. So okay. if there's another plus size boutique owner out there who listens to this and finds a way to be more successful then get it girl, like that's how I feel. But good um, for you, Sam, that's the way to be too. So it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours scrolling, which doesn't, you know, it doesn't sound like work, but it is. Yeah, it is. You know, I mean, it, just, it is it, so much it, work. But yeah. I, it's like mentally taxing too. Cause you're like, uh, yeah. So I started like a couple of years before I opened my business. Like I said earlier, I started looking into vendors plus mm. size specifically and just started Googling, but I couldn't look at anything like I couldn't actually go in and look at pricing and stuff like that. A lot of times you can view website and you can even sometimes view the products, but you can't see the, the wholesale pricing unless you have a tax ID and you've signed up for an account. Okay. So I had to wait until I had my tax ID before I could actually get good information. So mm. that part, because you have to have that in order to even know what it costs yes. buy an outfit. Yeah. Like, so what it looks like is, you know, doing that, looking for years, finding a bunch of websites. Then once I had my tax ID going through all of them, anything I could find, I will say, I look only at us based businesses, wholesalers mm-hmm. don't want to pay the shipping from China. And yeah. don't, I have ordered from China once since I opened and it was exactly as I expected, which was not a good experience. So really? So I look for us based only. And then I just start scrolling. I start looking at things, adding things to my cart, you know, figuring out what I want. And I'll tell you, I found a lot. I mean, I found several, you know, maybe upwards of 10 ish vendors and ordered from about that many. Mm -hmm. And then to vet them, you know, I may have ordered in the beginning. I ordered like one outfit, you know, one piece, but you have to buy six of them. Right. 
So, you know, I, I started with buying, you know, one or two pieces from each vendor to test them out and see their quality. And then I, I kind of saw what I liked, saw what I didn't. And then I zoomed more in on a handful of vendors, you know, three, three or four is what I use now yeah. pretty much exclusively. And, you know, I'll go through and even my favorite vendors that I use constantly, I'm telling you, they have the ugliest clothes I've ever seen in my life. Really? Just pages and pages and pages and pages of horrific clothes. Just ugly. And then you like have to find like the hidden gems in the plus size section. Yes. So even from your favorite vendors, it's yeah. just riddled with terrible plus size clothes. Just horrible. horrible. Oh. Just the patterns and the cuts. And I mean, just really, truly bad. So yeah. it takes a really long time to find like a full order of, you know, however many outfits at once. And like I said, you have to buy six of each thing pretty much most places not every once in a while you'll find like a vendor six six extra large six two x or like six like total, no like six total all different sizes okay that's generally how it goes but this you do still have- sounds very expensive to get started it as a business it's expensive to get started and, and to you know to find out what's good and what's not and there are a yeah. lot of places i do shop like i said i shop from like a few specific vendors wholesalers and then there's, I also use FAIR, which is like Etsy for wholesalers is mm, how I cool. it. And you just go, you know, you look for what you're looking for. And I found two brands there that I, that I use all the time now. And some of those, sometimes you can actually get like one at a time, which is nice. But the thing with FAIR is if you've ordered from a company before, you can't return. Like you can only return like your first order. Mm. If so, which I don't like, I don't like yeah. that at all. I like to be able to, you know, to return it if you don't like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Awful. And, you know, so I've, you know, I've had a few ugly things that have just sat on my shelves, but usually I'll only do that for like a day. Like I'm like, well, I already paid for it. I'll put it out here, but I can't make myself do it. I put it in the back. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Take it back. I- I'm going to yeah, donate. Otherwise you'd just be sitting on a bunch of inventory and stuff. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty much what it is. It's just trial and error. There's been a lot of very expensive trial and error, but I have, you know, I have a a really good handful of trusted sources now. Yeah, man, this is a whole bunch of work to start this business. It is. Yeah. Isn't it to do it right? I think there's a lot of people out there maybe doing it wrong, but maybe that's why we you know, your name is so big now. It's just so well known in just a year. I can't believe it's only been a year mm-hmm. because, but I think that you seem so established to us because you did all of this work up front, Sam, like you didn't just dive into this thing, like without yeah. any, like you were like buying things at Macy's before you even knew, like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you slowly walked into this and and really had a great plan about you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that plan has changed over and over again, but. Well, it's of course, <laughs> you know, even the best laid plans. Yeah. So what do you think That's, is, let's talk about we do that, that all like, the time. Yeah. All the time. Like add a girl isn't even what this has changed completely. So, you know, let's talk about that. Like, what do you think is the biggest shift from where you thought to where you are now that you had to make to be successful? Like where, what, what changed along the way the most? A big change for me was my website. So mm-hmm. I opened, but I didn't have a website until March. 
Mm. So I was doing things the super hard way, the super, super hard way, which means I was literally, I was, you know, still taking online orders, but all through my group on Facebook and manually. So people were just like sending you random ass payments every which way and accounting nightmare, probably. And just like trying to keep up with everybody. Like I had on my phone every week, like every time I would get an order, I would just like write their name and what it was. Cause like if I'm out of the store, then split. So I have to write their name and what it was and you know, where they paid me, you know, all that kind of stuff and just keep up with it. And then like mark it all out. Like it was a nightmare. It was truly like nonstop messages because you'd have to message back and forth, you know, to get their address and their payment and what they wanted. And, you know, they'd be like, can you send me a picture of everything you have on a two X? You know? Yeah. Because I think what people don't understand about you in particular is you already had a shit ton of followers on social media. Yeah. So when you were like, I've got this Facebook group, like people were in your group, like right away wanting to support you and buy your stuff and so excited about it. So your phone had to be like, Oh my God. And it still is at this point. Yeah. It turned off all notifications except for my messenger and my text messages and my, and my phone, like just like the call. Mm -hmm. I don't get any notifications on my phone anymore because it was literally driving me insane. Yeah. Like to wake up and have like 50 notifications on your phone, like plus every day is a lot. Like, you know, it is. And, but you've become like over the past year, like an influencer in the plus size space, like your online following was terrific, but now it's even more insane. Like you have videos that go viral all the time. Do you want to talk a little bit about like that and what that experience has been like for you? Yeah. I mean, that was, it was kind of crazy. Honestly, it happened all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and that happened when we were in Gatlinburg. That's when it happened. Like, because I think, I think it was in, because we started, we were in Gatlinburg, what the beginning of February. Yeah. Yeah. And you had been talking, Meredith, you had been talking about doing reels. Well, I literally never use Instagram. I'm really bad about it. Like that's one I've got to, yeah. but I'm just not there. Yet. <laughs> that's just not my focus at this moment. So yeah, but, but you I, were doing some TikTok stuff or something. Weren't you already? I was already doing TikToks, which I started yeah. that present. So I had a following from that and it just kind mm-hmm. of blended over. But then I started doing reels on Facebook and that shit went nuts. It went mm-hmm. absolutely I went from having 300 followers on Facebook to 150 followers, 150,000 followers on right. Facebook. Yeah. Like very quickly, like within a matter very of like, quickly. Facebook was like, you get the new professional profile. We'll yeah. pay you for reels. We'll give you all this shit. Like it, overnight. It was crazy. Yeah. It was nuts. I was like, okay, I love reels. I'm a big reels fan. <laughs> Super happy with the reels. I tell everybody, I'm like, go on there. Like, I'm always on these girls over here in my shopping center to get on TikTok and to get on Facebook reels. Like you can just on. go so viral. Like it's just so crazy. Yeah. Like if you're just consistent, you can just go viral yeah. with it, but that's wild. So then you have people ordering from all over probably yeah. just yeah. like oh. messaging you all the time. Yeah. 
Yep. I did. I'm not doing overseas right now. Like I'm not doing anything out of the U S I did for my big sale that I had on my birthday. I did make a couple of exceptions, but they did have to pay the full shipping price, just like the exact shipping. So I sent one to somebody in, in Australia and something to Canada, but generally I don't do that just because shipping is outrageous right now. hundred percent. Oh, Insane. I find that out it- when I accidentally buy stuff at like 3 a.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> from Instagram. And I'm like, no, this is good. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why does the dollar sign look weird? And then next thing I know, like this like $20 thing I've ordered is like $300. And you get it like six months later. Right. They're like, we'll <laughs> let you know when it hits stateside. I'm like, stateside? Like, I'm like <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Well, Sam, how do you, like, I guess with everything going on, like in transportation right now, is that affecting your business? The cost of shipping? Oh, we can. Yes, that has, that has been, that's one of my biggest expenses that I've had so far Mm. is shipping. I mean, I had like 36 orders on the one day on my birthday with my sale and shipping was just under $400 for all of those. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, you got to make sure that shipping cost is right or you're not going to make any profit on this stuff right now. No. So now after that, I've needed the push and I have it now Uh, from that. Like that was a shock. So I'm going to bring, I have my stuff all set up differently in my shop. So I actually have space now to like a workspace. That's where I'm at right now is like a little desk, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to bring my printer here and I'm going to sign up for like pirate ship or something like that where I can print my label. It's discounted. So I'm going to start that, but, and I'm sure my packaging place is going to be thrilled because right now I'm doing it the hard way again, which is like handwriting labels and sticking them on. And then they put them into the computer. So it's just a lot of work and it's really expensive, but I do love my shipping place because I can go and drop off however many and they just go take care of them. And then I just call and pay them at some point like later Mm -hmm. that day or whatever. So I do love the little small town things like that because that's super helpful. Yeah. I don't just to do it all. Yeah. I mean, don't beat yourself up about it. You're going to get there. You've only been in business a year. Like you're still like flying the plane and building it at the same time. I mean, you're yeah. a startup. You're a startup. Oh yeah. I feel like a startup. Well, you probably will. I mean, honestly, I, I still feel like a startup sometime. My company's nine years old. So, you know, it's just, if you don't keep innovating though, then what the hell are you doing? So that's what I tell myself, even when I still feel like a startup sometimes it's because we're doing new shit all the time, but you got to keep moving. So. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. So that burnout is real, right? Oh, we yeah. felt that pressure this year a little bit. I think we all have. It's been a crazy, crazy roller coaster of a year. Do you regret leaving the corporate life for this? God, no, no, oh. no, no, never, not for a second, not for one single second have I ever felt that way. No, good. <laughs> no. So um, you'd still, you'd still do it over again. Oh, in a heartbeat, and a half, yeah, for sure. I love that. I mean, definitely you never know what's going to happen, but so I don't, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but if someone doesn't, you know, this doesn't pan out, I don't plan, I plan on doing something else. I don't plan on going back. I can't do the nine to five 
Monday through Friday, sitting at a desk, looking at a screen. That's the problem. An entrepreneur <laughs> trains you out of being an employee. Yeah, it really he- does. I always say I'd be someone's worst. Oh God, you fire right me. One, I, I would last oh, one minute at a company. Sure. I, I'd be own. like, listen, I don't understand why I can't start working at five and then take off a couple hours to go to the gym in the afternoon. Like, why do you right. fucking care? Like, because exactly. there's too many rules. I have, I have actual no respect for authority. At no. <laughs> like you would tell me something. I'd be like, fuck. You know, I'm leaving. <laughs> like I would just walk out immediately. I think about it all the time. Like I should just get a job <laughs> and like never think I about the internet again. Said it today out loud. And I then, was like, "Why am I even I'm doing like, this?" And then I remembered, yeah, going in at a certain time every day and shit. And I was like, I- "I'm, I'll be fine here." Yeah, I mean, I hate the burden of the decisions, but I also want to be in charge of everything. It's such a terrible yeah. well, and me, reality. Everything in my life, like I'm just a late person and I'm so sorry, but I just am like, that's just who I am as a person. I do have very good intentions. My internet is just broken and always has been like for my whole life, but I can't get anywhere on time. So yeah. working a job where someone else is paying me I still can't get somewhere on time. So that means I have to be the best because then I'm indispensable and then they'll keep me because yes. they're not, they're not going to fire you for being late. If you're the best person on the team. And I can tell you that for experience of every job I've ever had. <gasps> always. And then the you're best. overworked. Oh my God. Is this what my problem's been my whole life? I show up late. And so then I feel like I have to outwork everybody. Yep. <laughs> yep. Listen, I was just I volunteering for something the other day. Be pretty than on time. Right. I was, <laughs> I was volunteering for something the other day. And like, I just stood in the middle of like this whole bustle of everything and realized that I was working like the absolute most. Yeah. And then at first mm-hmm. I was pissy, but then I'm like, <laughs> wait a second. Are they dumb or am I dumb? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I texted that exact thing to my friend. I'm like, I can't figure out if the flaw is them or the flaw is me. Right. Like they're smart or I'm smart. Who's the smart one? Who's the dummy? <laughs> like what I was thinking, like the whole time, I think I'm the dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, do you know how much shit I do? Like for oh, just that I don't have to go this extra mile on, but I do it I anyway. Know. And then it's like people uh, expect is- it out of me constantly yeah. now. Yeah. And it's like, wait, I set my own bar so fucking high. What this is, is charity. Doing? <laughs> Why do I know I'm going to overwork myself for this? Right. hundred yeah. percent. I'm going to resent you by the end of it. And yet going in strong, like every time I'm like, what is wrong with me? It's just inherently, I think who we are like as entrepreneurs, to be honest, like, I think so. I, that's, a, you know, when you're out running everybody all the time, like just the thought of just sitting in a cubicle all day, feels like fucking torture. So, okay, so this it? feels like a good pivot for us where I'm just going to say what happened today. So okay. we, so today's tickets for the Atta Girl Summit went on sale mm-hmm. and Meredith and I were bring we are literally flying in 15 women. Like I want you guys to know, let's just, let's just do the math really quick. So a full price ticket, which you, you don't pay if you are a sister or anything else is what? 1250. Yeah. So you're paying to hear from an actual professional genius, 80 bucks a person. 
done. For a coach that would charge you probably five hundred dollars an hour just as no, like, like these are the caliber of women that are coming. These to coaches, this like event. at minimum, would charge you five hundred dollars. Probably they are like twenty. The most insane like blue check mark lineup of speakers. So it's crazy. We've been working on the speakers. We've been working on the location. Like this is an actual summit. This isn't like a fun like getaway retreat. It will be fun for people attending, but for Meredith and I, unfun. So like we've been working on this. We're planning a golden girls party one night. We're doing this whole thing in Orlando, yeah. which we've never thrown an event. And it's this huge thing. I built the the part of the website for the tickets. I'd never done that before either. I didn't go to bed till 3 a.m. because I wouldn't stop That's fucking right. with it. The tickets went on sale at noon today. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for the first hour, we didn't have a single sale. And Meredith mm-hmm. was like, we're canceling the event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding you. And I'm like, stop. Hold and on. she's like, hold on. It gets, it. The story gets fucking better. I'm not okay. losing money on this shit. I we're said canceling that. It. I was like, and I'm like, it's been bitch, one hour. But we're this so is going to cost at least X. It's like tens of thousands of dollars to pull this shit off. Like, dude, oh, tens not, of thousands. I am not paying for this shit. We're canceling this event. Okay. Call these speakers. Call all the blue check marks. So, tell them sorry. We're not doing it. It's an important conversation. If you're in our big sisters, you were at our, we have these quarterly chapter meetings, by the way, which you guys, it's why, it's why being a big sister is so cool. So every, every quarter you can fly in and you hear from all these speakers. Well, the presentation that Meredith and I did this last time was on events. And we talked about like, we've been throwing events for close to a decade. You guys Mm -hmm. lost our ass on almost every single one. Almost every one, but we've got it figured out. Expensive to throw an event. Like you think it's not. Believe you me, it's insanely expensive. So yeah, next like, thing you know, you need a random shuttle. We've always undercharged for our events. Right? Like it's just fucking crazy what yeah. comes up at these events. We've yeah. always undercharged for our events, so they sold out quickly, so we could float that money to the next event that we were throwing, right? Yeah. But we don't want to do that anymore. We just want to have one of one massive epic event that has so much value in it that, like, it's exactly it's going it. to nourish you for the fucking year is where we're going with this so it's going to take a minute it's a different price point it's a different experience like the value is bananas i'm not kidding and like because it didn't sell in the hour hold on but you're leaving out the key point of why it didn't sell in the hour well also meredith forgot to publish the event <laughs> She just straight put the wrong thing. I go, I can't understand why we haven't made a fucking sale. I had this shit scheduled out for 1158 PM. The link goes live at a girl summit.com. We haven't made one fucking sale. Cancel this event. And I was like, let me see this post. If there's any likes or comments on it. And I look and I was like, oh my God, why isn't it anywhere? I told this to publish everywhere. I accidentally scheduled it for tomorrow to be pushed out. Oh my God. (laughs) So no one had the fucking link yet. No one had the link. That'll do it. So we went into it thinking that (laughs) we were going to sell tickets. And so if you're a big sister, you're an add a girl, big sister, your tickets included in your membership and a house is included. Like you're staying on site with us. Like you get access to home to the speakers in a resort home, like it's bananas. This is included time. in your membership. It's like you're, uh, up close you're a and sister, personal with brilliance. Yeah. If you are a sister, your ticket's only 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. If, wow. But if you're a non-sister, it's 1250 early bird and it'll be 2000 later on. So like those are the pricing. So I thought, okay, we'll probably pull in some sisters because, hey, this is a great deal. 500 bucks. And then you get the sisterhood. This is amazing. When you get we weren't selling year. tickets yeah. at first. All of a sudden, 
we're not selling tickets. We're selling big sister memberships. Yeah. People want to stay people in are house. straight joining as big sisters. Yeah. Cause they want to stay in the resort home with all of us and have access the whole time. So oh, wow. like it's what's insane is that what I went out thinking, this is how this is going to be structured. And this is how it's going to sell got flipped on its ass today in a completely different way. So now we're selling tickets. Thankfully, we don't have to cancel this event so far. And we're also selling. It's just going to be even more exclusive than we thought it was going to be. It's just cool. So like what's so cool is it's selling in a completely different way that like I thought would be the bigger ask. Right. I thought being a big sister would be a bigger ask. So I I cushioned it with all these smaller asks to make people more comfortable. And I actually underestimated that. Like I underestimated people's like desire for that experience, I think. Yeah. So it was a lesson that I learned today, honestly. So yeah, but anyways, the summit is live. It is three days in February. It is Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We have literally 15 speakers. We have hands-on workshopping and Mm -hmm. getting together with a group, working on whatever you want to do with your life, whether it's a business, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's just being like the best fucking version of yourself. 15 women to do that with. We have, we're going to have dinners at night. We'll tell you what restaurant we're going to be at. We can all meet up and have fun. And then Saturday night, we're having a stay golden golden girls themed party, which what? is like the only reason I'm attending. <laughs> which golden girl are you going to be Blanche? What are you? What about you? Rose. Oh, oh I love Rose. Uh, probably Rose. <laughs> probably Rose. I think I'm going to be a Rose too. I love it. We have so many cute, like swaggy gifts for that, by the way. Like I can't stop ordering for that, but it's going to be amazing. If you go to addagirlsummit.com, you can grab the tickets. There's three ways to get them. You can get them as a big sister. You can get them as a little, as, as, as a sister. We aren't even calling them little sisters anymore, by the way. You're just sister. You're, you're just a sister. sister. Or you can get them as a non-sister, but trust me, by the end of it, you're going to wish you were one of our sisters. That is true. That's true. All right. So visit addagirlsummit.com. And Sam, before we take you out of here today, can you please tell us how to order things online from you? Absolutely. <clears throat> so it's samanthascloset.ky.com. And you can shop there. I have everything that you could need. Any kind of plus size clothes. I also add some of my like gift type items. So I've got like coffee cups and things like that. Just like little fun add-ons. Love those. Love them. Uh, stickers. So Meredith, I know someone made a sticker of you. My sister-in-law made a sticker of me a few months ago in like cartoon form and it's horrible and people love them. Like I see them all over people's cars in town. I'm like, that's me on a car. Like you put me on. That is amazing. Like you need a new car. (laughs) Like me, my face, my whole body. Like I'm like dancing in it. Like it was the whole thing. (laughs) But yeah, so you can do smithascloset.ky.com. So you can get, you know, get shipped anywhere in the country. And if you're local or local-ish, you can do schedule for pickup as well. So you can just come in and grab it from me, try it on the dressing room. Um, we haven't talked about the dressing room, but I just will say right now, it's the best dressing room I've ever been in. So really? Oh yeah. Why? I mean, what makes it so special? It's first of all, it's huge. It's huge, huge Good. one dressing room right now. And at some point, maybe I'll divide it into two. I talk about it sometimes we'll see, but right now it's such a wow factor, but I can't make myself change it. It's really cute. I've got a hot pink chase lounge in there and I have little, like the little hooks. I don't know about you guys, but whenever I shop, I like to categorize the things after I put them on. So I have three hangers. I have a Yoss, a meh, and maybe. So 
kind of like put them up wherever you want. Yes. But yeah, I mean, you can bring like as many people in there as you want. <laughs> like, yeah, people just go in there together and try stuff on like girls who come together, moms and daughters, you know, kids, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if you can get into this dressing room, you're going to want to get in there because you also awesome. have a Facebook group, by the way, which is pretty huge. You post tons of pictures in there. Do you want to share that as well? So people can go yeah. in and really talk. You're so interactive. You talk about sizing, clothing, all of that stuff. What is that Facebook group? It's just Samantha's Closet. So uh, it pop up right away. There are other Samantha's Closet Facebook groups. So it's the one with the, the black logo, but it's got 6.6 thousand people in it right now. So it usually shows up first. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And I love Yay. it. In there. It's awesome. Like, I, like you said, I post all kinds of pictures in there. I do try on all the clothes. So every single item that comes I in. Love I love that. Body, and I can tell you, does it run big? Does it run small? Do I hate it? You know, whatever. So. I love that. That's exactly the conversations that we need about clothes. So hundred percent. Good job, Samantha. Yeah. Well, good. All right. Well, let's get out of here. Visit com. You can join our free Facebook group. It's called the girls money club. There's a link to it in the show notes. We talk about money in there. And then of course, the nicest place on the internet, the girls, girls community. If you're looking for some girlfriends. So Brittany, get us out of here. Bye, sisters.